Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what's up? Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. What do you eat? I'm having the new Taco Bell chalupa with the fried chicken uh, chalupa shell. Shut the front door. I'm having it. It's delicious. Um, Soder uh, emailed me about that. Asked me if I was going to hit that up. I hit it. How was it? Delicious. <laughs> you know, frankly, it's it's a little overkill. Yeah. Similar to like when you know KFC came out with the sandwich that was the the two chicken patties around like bacon and cheese. Right. Which I also did, you know, but it's something you owe to yourself to try out. And I tried it out at the perfect time. Uh, on Saturday night, I went to the Kings of Leon concert. Okay, okay. At the LA Forum and, Ooh, uh, okay. and hit the Taco Bell on the way home yeah. with my wife. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I tried it. It was one of three items. Big spender, huh? Taking I your know. wife out for a nice dinner after the concert. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey sweetheart, you want to hit Taco Bell? We're going to sh- <laughs> have a show and dinner tonight, and then, then we're going to do it. Uh, let's, uh, what do you say we hit some Taco Bell? Are you kidding? She sees that. She's like, oh, que classy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Taco Bell. Like mama used to make. It's funny because I went to Taco Bell this weekend, too. Get out. Because uh, my kids had a, a soccer tournament. And so we had like a l- real short time between to get, grab a bite to eat. And there was a Taco Bell right there. So we just went over to Taco Bell. And uh, of all the, sh- the sh- new shit, fangled shit on the menu and Dorito tacos and all that bullshit. Yeah. My kids got uh, uh, taco with just the ground beef in it. So it's like a straight-up corn shell with a little bit of ground beef in it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I know. I know. That shit's delicious. It's actually delicious because so. the ground beef, when you cut away all the, the sour cream, you know what it's all about? <laughs> it's all about the ground beef. Okay. You know, I went through a phase with the chalupas where I was doing, like, the shredded chicken chalupas. Right. And it was delicious. Yeah. But then I came home to roost. <laughs> and that ground beef is just, you can't get enough of it. Honey. Honey. Tonight's the night. We're splurging tonight. Honey. I'm going to take you out to Taco Bell. I got a surprise for you. We're going to go see the Kings of Leon show, and then we're going to have a nice, beautiful candlelight dinner at Taco Saturday Bell. Saturday night. You know what that means, right? You know what that means? It means Taco Bell and blow me. You know what I'm saying? Taco Bell, baby. What uh, were you eating, Kev? I was eating a, uh, a meatball sub. Okay. Uh, why? Where, uh, from where? I don't know. I was, just, I was thinking meatball sub. I had a little Italian food last night, and... Uh, I, I went, you know, straight up pasta because I didn't, well, I didn't want to go too bready, and that, but I just thought about getting Did you go to that uh, Italian place in your neighborhood that you recommended to me? Uh, no, no. I, we were in the edit room last night. Oh, right. Okay. So we, we ordered in. Sure, sure. And, uh, but I didn't want to get too bready, so I went uh, you know, I bet with your Italian food, you don't like to go too fancy. Like, you don't want to go to a place called, like, Il Postino. <laughs> you want to go to a place I'll that's called, like, sure. Giuseppe's. Yeah, definitely. I, like I, it, we were talking about last night. I, I'm a little bit. I like a little bit more of an animal Italian food. As yeah. More of a less dainty Italian food. Like sure. Like the fucking pasta. Like you don't have to ask for the pasta. The pasta comes with it all automatically. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And you get a big dish of it. And you almost can't finish it, but you yeah. you, you you stuff it in your face. We brought out a plate of spaghetti for the table to start. With the meatballs, uh, we hope you don't mind us taking a liberties. Yeah, we had a we had an Italian feast in the Super Troopers two edit room last night. Okay, even Shandra Sekar did he? Uh... Uh, no, he was directing a, a TV show, so okay, he was so not he there was at not the time. There. And okay. uh, uh, me and Spencer, who the who the Chew crew heard about a couple the weeks Dutch ago, fish, the Dutch fish, and uh, the assistant uh, editor, 
James Lesange. Oh, is he French? He is French. Is he actually from France? No, uh, Louisiana. It'd be sweet if he didn't understand the jokes. But he loved the... Uh, well, there's a scene in there where we have a little French... And you're not going to give anything away, right? I'm not going to give Jeez, anything away. Huh? Oh, Kevin. Um, hey, you know what? That's funny because yeah. that... Uh, well, I, I, uh, we'll get back to it. We'll get back okay, to okay, it. Well, okay, well, get back to what? Well, no, that somebody... Uh, you know, we, we're taking questions from the Chew Crew today. Right, sure. We're going to do some business before we get to it, Kev, of course. Do we, are we going to do business? We don't have to. Well, uh, uh, I don't... I mean, the, the only things we have right now are down the road because we're taking a little time off in February. We've got to finish this damn movie. And we'll talk about that. But um, we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to go to Burlington for something, right? The the weekend of the 10th and 11th. Mar- March 11th, we're doing kegs and eggs. Kegs and eggs in Burlington? At the Magic Hat Brewery. And what is that? It's like a day of beer drinking and road races. and It's, it's Magic Hats. It's I believe it's their 22nd Mardi Gras. Oh, no shit, huh? Event. Okay. And they've got like parades and there's like brewery party. But it's basically... What the fuck are we doing there? We're drinking. Yeah, no. We're... we're uh, drinking with the people? I know that we're like uh, hosting slash emceeing the parade. And, oh, that would be and fun. Like a brewery party. Okay. Are we doing to do some stand up at all or no? Um, they originally wanted us to, and I think they took it back. Yeah, I don't. They think, don't think we're funny. I think I think that's right. Oh, they, they want us to be off the cuff and host these events. Yeah, that'd it, be fun. We just have to go off the top of our head. All right. So if anyone's in Burlington, they should come see us. Come say hi. The magic have some hat. beers with us. The next weekend, uh, we're going to be in Michigan. We're going to be at Grand Rapids uh, at Laugh Fest, March eighteenth, sponsored by Gildas House, I think. The, the Laugh Fest in, yeah. in uh, Grand Rapids, and uh, tons of folks come to town for that big uh, festival. And we have two shows on Saturday night. Yeah. And the tickets are available now. You can go to Lemmy Heffernan. Dot com or just heffernandlemmy.com. Sorry, should be heffernandlemmy.com, cool. and uh, there's a link there. I put it up for uh, to go get the tickets. I think it's at a place called the Wealthy Theater. Really? Yeah, I think so. Do you have to be wealthy to get in? Or I believe it? so. I believe so. But uh, I hope there'll be a wealth of laughter there. If you keep telling jokes oh, like geez. that, there will be. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm going to lead with that one. <laughs> oh man, you know what? We should just uh, turn off the lights and go home. I know. Really, right? you crushed it. Tip your waiters. You crushed it. Um, so uh, uh, so that weekend, the 18th, will be in Grand Rapids. Oh, we take a weekend off. And then the next weekend is like the 31st of March. We will be at Cobbs. Yeah, 30th, 31st, and then April Fool's Day. Ooh. We're at Cobbs in San Francisco. Our old haunt. Cobbs Comedy Club in San Francisco. That'd be fun. Yeah. So that's what's coming up. I, I put that stuff up on the website. Uh, and that's what we got locked up so far. So come see us. Um, all right. That's the business, Lemmy. Boom. I got no more business for you. Boom. But uh, it's 2017. You know what? January's almost over. Tis. It, no, January is over. What's the date today? The 1st of uh, February. Wow. Can you believe that? That flew by. I can't believe it. So we're, we're done so saying far. Happy New Year, right? We are, but I'll tell you this. We ha- one thing we have not done in the new year is uh, take questions from the crew. Okay, good point. The Chew crew. And so uh, we put it out there. We got some questions. I got like pages and pages of questions. We're not going to be able to get through all of them, but... No, we'll get. Some. We should probably rapid fire them though. As yeah, much we'll, as we'll we'll rapid fire them. Also, um, well, no, see, now I just forgot what I was going to say. That's all right. Keep going. Um, so I got I got a list of questions. Uh, I'm going to be the questioner, right? Cause because it's a car why? cast. It's a car yeah. cast. That's what I was going to say. Okay, I was going to lead you in on that. It's a car cast. We're in the car. We're actually going to meet the other broken lizard dudes for a little writing meeting, and um, um, so here we are, car yeah. cast. Um, uh, so, always so exciting. We have these questions, and let me uh, let me just start with like about four or five people ask the same question, obvi. Mm. And so let's just answer all these people uh, uh, and give them the update. Everyone wants to know what's going on with Super Troopers two. Where's the trailer? What's the release date? Right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you this: it's a big week. We're showing it to the uh, studio this week to Fox. So we finished cut. 
and uh, we're going to go and we're going to show it. And uh, what happens then is... We're showing it today as we speak. As we speak. It's as we speak, right. Really tomorrow, but today. Um, and then... Uh, you, do you find your, your anal nature to be irritating to yourself? No, ever? no. I, I find your thing where we have to pretend that it's actually the day that the podcast well, comes out to be as annoying. The people, are listening, as annoying. the people are listening to it right now, so you might as well just make it easy for them. I know, but, they, right but somebody might be listening to it a month from now, and it doesn't fucking matter Well, to that's them. their problem. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to play your But game, then you'll confuse them because it'll be tomorrow that you're right. saying. Well, I'll tell you what. This is Somebody asked the question, are you guys bickering a lot? Are you going to break up lately? You know what? The answer is yes. The answer is We'll get yes. to that question, too. Uh, but, okay, so uh, so the studio is looking at it. And what's going to happen is they'll probably have some notes. They'll have some thoughts. Um, and uh, at some point, they're going to pick the release date. It's out of our hands. And we're hoping it's going to be, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, late summer, early fall. And so we're going to find out all that information very soon. But uh, it's edited. We've had a couple of friends and family screenings, which means, you know, you have like maybe 80, 90 people come so you can judge the laughs and stuff. So there are actually people out there who have seen the entire movie. Exciting, right? So then once that happens, uh, we got to do the sound still. So that's about six weeks of sound. And the uh, somebody's got to score it. We do all the scoring. And... Um, and then we finalize, uh, you know, visual effects, all kind of stuff. So there's still a little ways to go. It's kind of funny. You know, like, True Crew, you guys should be excited that we do this process because really what it is, those test screenings are so that people can tell us what all the bad jokes are. <laughs> and then we cut out all the bad jokes. And believe me, there are many. <laughs> I don't know. I made the True Crew's like, you know what? I want to see all the jokes. Well, you know, there may be a, uh, an extended cut someday because there are jokes. There are funny jokes that we've had to cut out for a variety of reasons. Yep. Um, just whether, you know, either the whole scene sucks or, you know, you just, it's off point, whatever, work, it is. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, there are good jokes that uh, you're probably not seeing, but some of them are on the floor right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, all that stuff's coming down the road. Uh, I would imagine there'll be some trailers um, in a couple months, and uh, we will have some clips and some footage and stuff. But um, I mean, I think the Chukru knows now it's a very slow process, and there's a lot of. A lot of, lot of cooks in the kitchen. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. And we haven't even gotten to the big cook yet, and that's the studio that's going to put it out. So the good people of Fox, Searchlight, uh, are going to get their swing this week, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope they like it as much as we do. Okay, so that's, that's, a, that's a broad answer to several people's questions, uh, which uh, we're going to run through them anyway. But okay, let's do some other questions, okay? Okay, Kev. Okay. Uh, Adam Galbraith. Galbraith? Adam Galbraith. And he's at Gopher Poop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Gopher Poop. Gopher Poop. Is he, uh, did he go to University of Wisconsin, do you I think? don't know. Or maybe it's like, Gopher Poop. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, he says, what is your favorite joke or bit that you don't do anymore? Mm. Um, I know mine. And this is, this, you'll appreciate this, Lemmy. Like, I used to do that bit now, uh, about um, my kids kicking me in the balls. Yeah. And uh, I recently was thinking about that bit because I, I like that bit, and it was in our first comedy special. And uh, it was a time in my life when I, my kids were at the age where they're like the toddlers and stuff, where they can't control themselves and they kick you in the balls all the yeah. time. And I just recently thought about how uh, over the last couple of years, I'm like, I haven't been kicked in the balls in a long time. Okay. And uh, so it's just a period in my life where I kick the balls. Now I don't, so I don't do the bit, and I don't. I kind of miss it. But I think you're probably in that. I'm, age group now. Oh, my God. I'm so in it. Like, um, yesterday, I brought my kids to school. 
Yeah. And one of the kids had is into the Power Rangers right now. I guess, sure. I, the, I don't know if the movie has come out now. I think I don't think it's out yet. But I don't think so. But he was telling me to be the villain, Ice Age. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, you have to say, my name is Ice Age, and I'll freeze the Earth. So I started doing that. Okay. And then Carlos, my son. Right. Uh, he was sort of on my side. He was my sidekick. And okay. he and I were battling all the other kids in the yard. A little side note, you know, my son takes karate, and he was kicking kids' asses. Okay. Like the main bully in the school <laughs> tried to gang up on my son with another kid, and my kid knocked them both to the ground, and they were shocked. Oh, boy. It was awesome. And but you anyway, felt proud? I did. But then my kid was so excited that he came over and just tagged me in the balls with a punch. Really? Oh, it yeah. wasn't even an accident. No, he went and punched me in the balls. That's awesome. And uh, I thought about you, Kev. But, uh, you know, I'm like, I, I get hit in the balls. My balls get stepped on. Sure. Does it make you, I mean, are you in a situation where, like, I'd like to do a bit about it, but Heffernan did that bit in our first comedy special, so now I'm fucked. No, I figure what I'm going to do is, like, it's like playing a cover song. Okay. I'm just going to do your bit. Oh, okay. In our next tour, and that'll be a way we and can you'll all... Put, you'll put your own spin on it and have your own flourish to it. You know, see, now I know what we can do, Kev. Yeah. Because we're always looking for a two-man bit. Right. Let's do a two-man getting hit in the balls routine. Okay. And then we hit each other in the balls at the end. At the, the end, bit at the end, yeah. We just bada bing, bada boom. Okay. blast each other. All right, so my ball bit was mine. Would you have a bit that you don't do anymore that you miss or that you? You know, it's funny. I, there's, I, I was thinking about a couple of them. Um, one of them I did in the first uh, stand-up show. Actually, they're both in my in, in the first stand-up show. It's about my seeing my dad's dick. Right. I really do miss talking about seeing my dad's dick. <laughs> Quite. He a doesn't bit. miss it. No, he doesn't miss it, and uh, yeah, he hated that bit. But um, it's something I, I miss, just mostly because I like talking about. I, when I would talk about it, I would reminisce about it. Right. And <laughs> so, the good old days. Well, the visual of seeing that dick—it was so shocking. Yeah. Uh, so I miss do- I miss doing that, but and then there was a second part of it. Okay. That uh, it's kind of an asterisk by it. Yeah. Because I do miss. Doing another bit of the bit, which I won't talk about, but okay. Okay. I've breathed new life into it. Okay. And that is all I will say about <laughs> Okay, it. it'll come back someday. Yeah. Okay, that's a good question right there. Here's another question. Uh, Ariel Germ Dust at Germ Dust Three Moons. That's a long fucking handle. Germ Dust Three Moons? What yeah. do you think Germ Dust Three Moons? Is that like a, I don't know. Like a, a cyber hacker name? I don't know, man. Is it a cyber American Indian? It might be. Okay. Okay. Uh... Hey, fellas, I'm a big fan of the podcast and your work. Thank you. Uh, in which of your movie movies have you been able to ad-lib or improv the most? Well, I feel like uh, Beer Fest was certainly the one where we... That was the first time we were really able to do that. Um, at, you know, a lot, probably, right? I mean, we, we improv a little in Super Troops a little bit. A, a little, little bit. A little. We didn't have the money to do it. We didn't have the money. Yeah. Um, but in Beer Fest, we were able to... We had the money. Beer Fest was probably the most, yeah. And we did dick around a lot in that movie. <laughs> is that funny. what it comes down to? It comes down to having the money to do it. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> it I, you really know, like is. one scene I really remember dicking around is the scene where we, where Jan and Todd brew the German beer recipe right. for the first time, right. and then we sit around Love and it. we taste it. And I think that all of those things that we say... Right. Like you I want to put my dick in it. I want, I want to put, to put it to go in me. I want to ice skate on it. Yeah. You know, all of those things were improvised. And the fun thing was that, you know, you you get to, it was one camera on each of us. And so, like, you know, one guy would improvise something great. And then everyone who's going after him was like, shit, I've got to top that. Right. And that uh, really inspired everybody to, to raise the level of their game. 
but yeah, since then we've never really looked back. Like in the Slam and Salmon, even though that was a tighter budget, we continued to improvise. Yeah, I mean that was fun because it was uh, in a contained location, and uh, I think that allowed us more freedom to fuck around within the location. Yeah, and then right? it's all about time. It's all about time. It's all about time and that, and preparation. Yeah, Kev, you're extremely prepared for that movie. Yeah, and then Super Troopers too. I think we did a lot. Of improvising, and you know the the beauty of it is, is that like even if just like three or four jokes make it to the final cut, that's three or four more jokes that weren't in the script. Right. So it's great. Um, okay, Paul Proctor at Paul Proctor eighty five says, "Have you ever had a mustache ride?" Huh. Now, does that mean we are the person sitting on top of the mustache, or does that mean somebody is sitting on our mustache? Um, I I like to think it's receiving a, mu- a mustache ride, but maybe I'm wrong. Does no. that mean... That have you ever had a mustache ride? I, I think that means, like, you're the, like if somebody said, have you ever had a pony ride, it means have you ridden the pony. So I think if sure. you ever had a mustache ride, it means have you ridden a mustache. Okay. Have you ever ridden a mustache? I mean, it's like it begs for a mom joke right here, but I don't right. want to do that. I'm, but I'm, I'm all grown up now. <laughs> Are you? I think so. Um, I mean, you've given mustache rides. I sure have. Sure, I but sure. have you received a mustache ride? <laughs> I don't think... I have ever sat. I mean, look. Let's look. Even the most beautiful woman in the world has a little peach fuzz up there, right? Well, but okay. But well, I've actually never sat on a woman's face. No, I've never have. I don't know if that's that's kind of graphic. Oh, I don't know if we're going there. Um, I have never received a mustache ride, though. Meaning you've never sat on a mustache? <laughs> no, no. Are you sure? Uh yeah, pretty sure. You ever given a mustache ride? I have so rarely had a mustache, and when I do, nobody wants to ride it because it's disgusting. So, okay, um, I would probably say no. Never given or received a mustache. Isn't that weird? It is. They weird. say write what you know, and I guess it's not true. Uh, Quantum Juggernaut at the Quantum OG asks: Waffles or pancakes? I know the answer to this question. I'm a waffle man. Are you really? I am. You know, like I used to be more pancakes when I was growing up, but I've just. I've become a waffle guy. Like, my kids love waffles. I have always been a Belgian waffle guy with a scoop of vanilla ice cream and maybe some bacon on there, too. Okay. And some strawberries. Wow. Okay. And uh, I just, I just, I find pancakes to be a little too fluffy for me these days, which is, I, I think, what they're supposed to be by design. But I That's like, what I like about them. That's why I'm a pancake guy. I prefer the fluffiness of the pancake to the sweetness of the waffle. Yeah, see, I like, I like the sweetness of the waffle, and I like sometimes the crispiness of the waffle. Okay. Like a little bit of a crunch. Okay. And I like, I like how the, the butter gets caught in the little holes in the waffle. Um, okay. Uh, all right, Michael at Logan's Dad 34, he said rough estimate on the release of Super Troopers. We kind of answered that. A rough estimate is hopefully late summer, early fall. Um, okay. Oh, and then sorry, here he is, Boris Meganic at Bormag asked the same thing. When's Super Troopers 2 coming out? There you go. I'm answering all those questions right here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Buff McLeod. like this guy. At Buff McLeod. I like Buff McLeod. Says, I got a chewing a question. We're expecting baby number two, girl number two in May. How about a few pieces of parenting advice from each of you? Kev? Okay. Uh, never wipe from the asshole to the vagina. Always wipe vagina to asshole. You know, this from the guy who says my <laughs> sitting on a woman's face was was graphic. That's a clinical, uh, a clinical. Is that what they say? Instruction. In the hospital, they say asshole. Uh, uh, 
Okay, here, Mr. Heffernan, yeah. what you're going to want to do is wipe from the, the you asshole had, to the vagina. You had that bit, too. I did. That's my point. Uh, sorry, the anus. Should we would have made it better if I said anus? Yeah, actually, it would have, Kevin. I mean, we're just giving out advice here to the crew. I mean, then they Listen, we're bickering, is. bro. We're, we've entered the bickering we'll, stage. We'll get there. Episode 192 is, is bicker fest. Our, our bicker. Bicker fest. We really sad peak. Bicker fest. Just a bunch of people who fucking bicker. Just fighting the whole movie. Yeah. Um, uh, so, kid number two. Uh, Boy, you know what? Another thing that's kind of interesting to me is when you went from one to two, and then I went two to three, but you realize how easy it is with one. So easy with one. <laughs> it's so easy with one. Like Buff McCloud, uh, you know, a year from now is going to be like, remember when we had only one kid? Yeah. How easy it was? Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here, you know, I'll give you a, an earnest piece of advice yeah. Buff McCloud. There you go, Buff McCloud. There are t- you're, you're never going to have your hands free. Now it's it's two on two. You've always, particularly now for like the next five years, man to man defense. That's it. There you go. There are times where you're going to feel like you're doing more, and there are times where your wife is going to feel like she's doing more. And the the truth of the matter is, you're both doing as much as each other. And so just pat each other on the back. Yeah, don't fight about that. And take her out to Taco Bell every Saturday night, dude. That's the key to success. <laughs> and never stop fucking. Right, Kev? Never stop fucking. NSF. Never, Never stop, stop fucking. Never stop fucking. Our good friend Phil Catone's grandmother, who uh, lived over a hundred years, that was her advice. Never to stop a fucking. Is that right? Uh, no, we just riffed that into her mouth. <laughs> okay, that's okay, okay. Okay, uh, loyal chew crew here. Corey Burnsdorf. Um, Dorf. Corey Burnsdorf at C Steve Burn. C Steve Burn. Okay, that's you. Yeah. Um, Corey asks, "Your house is on fire, but your family's safe." What's the first thing you grab? That's an easy one. Yeah, for it's me. an easy one for me too. We probably have the same answer. Yeah, we're taking the computers. My computer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's no it's got everything in there. No doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, it, literally, it's like my computer. You know this about me, and yeah. you're the exact same. Wherever we go, like if we're on the road, whatever it is, even if like we're just stopping someplace, or like take a, a piss gas at a gas station, is, or... I'll leave everything in the car except sure. my computer. Sure. My, my backpack. I put it on my back and I walk around with it. That thing is. Like, it like, really is true. Like, everything in my life is in that. Like, and I don't know if it was always this way. Like, I always think about, like, if someone broke into my house and stole shit, I wouldn't give a shit about anything they stole except for my computer. Yeah. So that when I, frankly, when I leave my house and I have my computer in my bag, I don't even care about locking my house. You don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. No. Right? Everything else is just material. Yeah. You know, it's, and, you know, truthfully, it's like, look, they still I can replace TV. everything else. Steal your TV, so who gives a shit? Sure. You're alive, you're healthy, sure. everything's good. They steal your computer. Yeah. That's like... That's, that's got all the family pictures. That's like the future. There's like 50 scripts in there that yeah. are, your kids they, are depending on to go to college. All my IP is on there. Exactly. My intellectual property. Kevin's Dude, intellectual property is on intellectual, there. intellectual, bro. All my work is on there. Everything. Contracts are in yeah. the past contracts. That but also like pictures and recordings. Music. And music. All those things. A lot of people say, well, that's what the cloud is for. But I don't trust the goddamn cloud. Fuck the cloud. And fuck fuck you, Buff McCloud. Just kidding. Buff McCloud. I love McCloud. This is the thing about the cloud here. I I had a recent kind of breakthrough. Not really a breakthrough, but, you know, like, I keep getting that thing where it says, uh, your your cloud is full. Yeah. Do you want to upgrade or whatever? And I'm like, no, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm like, you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather go into my cloud and delete shit and make more room. Right. Right? So I tried to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do it. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I talked to uh, my uh, my wife's brother, who is a computer guy. Yeah. 
and uh, in like works in the computer industry. Yeah, and uh, very savvy in these ways. Yeah, and I said, how do I go into the cloud and erase shit to make more room? And he said, you can't. What? And I was like, what do you mean you can't? He said, you can't. And I said, well, wh- what do you do? He goes, you just keep re-upping. And I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, you just pay your buck a month or whatever it is, and they give you more space. You put more shit in it. And I'm like, I'd rather clean it out. But he said, he said, you can't do that. You don't do that. And so I was like, God, so there, everyone's shit just goes into the cloud and you can't flush the toilet? No. So, you know, it's, we're just hoarders in the sky. Yeah. Hoarders, hoarders in, in the, the sky. sky. That's good. I like that. Hoarders in the we sky. We are hoarders in the sky. I mean, that's all we it are. is. It's in like a cloud. giant warehouse. It's like the Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like a bunch of shit up there in the fucking cloud. It was as if you had the Raiders of the Ark warehouse and you couldn't clean the warehouse out. No. Which, as an, uh, kind of an anal person, it's, it's, it's devastating to me. I Because I wanted to go in there and clean it out. I bet. I bet your anus and is I, itching it's right just, now. And I'm like, what the fuck? I can't clean my cloud? Oh, man. That's got to <sighs> piss you off. I think at some point they might figure out a way to have you do it, but I, I was stunned to learn that. But, but maybe that's maybe that's good. It's like maybe it's it's good. There's one place that I don't know if it's good. You can't actually see in front of you. There's no actual physical clutter that's up there keeping all of your secrets safe, like the spy who loved me. I guess so. But you know what? You know, I got to keep re-upping. I mean, what the fuck? Right? Okay, I hear you, dog. Uh, Scott M. Wait, or do we do? Yeah, Scott M. At King's First Cup. He says, "Hey, Steve, mm-hmm. how's the guitar lessons going?" You still haven't played us a song. Dial M for <laughs> fuck you. That's what I have to say about that question. I think about it. I think about are you, it. Wait, uh, are you, give us a progress update here. Do you still play the guitar? Do you ever pick it up? I had it in my hand today. To move it out of the way of yeah, something else? my dad came into my office to sit, <laughs> so I moved it. Um, what I, the fuck is this thing? That's what? my guitar. You, you don't, don't play the guitar. You don't play. I play the guitar. Did a little guitar. And then he does like clash, classical Spanish guitar for you? Yeah, some Otmar Liebert. Um... Uh, we over here at uh, Lemmy Industries, we this is on our mind, and we're thinking about it. Okay. Okay. I want to. I actually want to take guitar lessons. Okay. And um, you know, I can play you a song. It's just gonna be simple. Sure. But uh, anyways, that's that's the deal. With okay. That. So you're you you will basically will never hear a song out of you. Yeah. Uh, JP Dane Castro at JP Dane Castro. One beer for the rest of your life. Which one? Budweiser. I got to say, I think you're right. And I know people might be like, oh, what are you talking about? But you got to think about it. You need a beer for every circumstance. If it's one beer, it's got to work in the cold. It's got to work in the hot. It's got to work when you're uh, full. It's got to work when you're not full. You know what I mean? It's got to be delicious with food. Yeah. It's got to go across the board. It's got to be a party beer. It's got a beer right. you can have just two if you want It has to quench your thirst if you need it to. Yep. It's got to have drinkability. Uh-huh. It's got to have all those things. And, and that, that that's why it's the king of beers. It's not because it's the greatest tasting beer. It's just because it's the beer for all occasions. Yes. Budweiser beer is one of the five tool players <laughs> of beer. <laughs> it's true. It is an all-star. It's in the Hall of Fame. It might be the Babe Ruth. And before everyone out there is being like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you got to think about it. The question is one beer for every occasion for the rest of your life. Yeah. You, you know, you, you make yours Guinness. Go ahead. See how that works out on a hot summer's day. Exactly. When you're hanging right. by the pool. Yeah. At uh, the fourth hour. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll have another. I'll yeah. Have when you, when you're drinking your 20th Guinness uh, at a bachelor party. Yeah, somewhere. and your belly's about to burst. It's like a hot air balloon. Fucking asshole. Jesus. What a question. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. 
Corey. Hey, let me do Corey again. He's got good questions, Corey. Corey Burnsdorf at C. Steve Burn. The Dorf. Which scenes or scene are you most proud of writing that you worked on the hardest? Which scenes are you most proud of writing? I'll tell you a scene I really love. I, I watch it, and it's I love it because it's got multiple elements to it, and it's a long scene. Give it. It's in Club Dread. It's the um, campfire scene. Yeah. Because it starts out with a song yep. that I get to sing with Bill Paxson, sure. which is a highlight of my career. Yeah. And it's a song that we wrote, yeah. which is fun. So you get to do sing a song, play guitar. Then you have a funny exchange, I feel like, right? We make some good jokes. You, you the got the son of a son of a bitch. That yeah. thing, the whole thing, and MC Ganey's there and whatever. Then we launch into the fake horror story, yeah. which I also fucking love, the Machete Coletti story. Yeah. Machete Phil, right? And, uh, uh, and it ends on a nice, fun, uh, a, great a great surprise joke. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that's one of those scenes... That has a lot of elements. It has highbrow. It has lowbrow. It has music. It has storytelling. It has great characters in it. And uh, so that I guess that one comes to my mind as a scene that I really enjoyed writing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. I I, uh, I always I still love the shenanigans scene. And one of the things I love sure. about that that was like Soda wrote that one on my, on my computer back in the old days. He came in. It was on his mind. He whipped it off, and it's one of the only ones. He was looking at like sex videos on your computer. And yeah, stuff? yeah, for sure. So it was the only, one of the only ones we didn't uh, tamper with. We just we liked it so much. Um, I like a, a sequence in Beer Fest. Yeah, I like the sequence from where Landfill dies, uh huh, all the way through to where we bring him back. Okay, and specifically that whole I love that whole scene. Like I give the setup for it, but really it's that scene after the funeral when we're sitting there. Great Game scene. Game's house. The ping pong paddle stuff. We're oh. talking about the ping pong paddle, all so that great. stuff. Love Landfill it. 2 shows up. Gram, Gam Gam says she was a hooker. Right. All of that. Another then, great scene. And I love then it. Yeah. Uh, Landfill 2 says, I know everything about you guys, You so it'll be like I never... <laughs> Yeah, I don't need to, you know, be introduced to you guys. And would you also call me landfill? We're basically thumbing our noses at the whole. Sure, uh, we're sucking our own dicks right now, aren't we? We sure are. And uh, but you know what? That leads into this question. And wait, wait. And then you burp. And right. Then the and burp, then I burp, which I love. Right. That's a great scene because so much happens in that scene. Yeah. Uh, but another, Nick Bernardo at NB Bernardo asked us: Was landfill killed off in Beerfest to extend the movie? Um, which kind of ties into what you were just talking yeah. about, and and th- the answer is not really. The answer is not at all. Yeah, I mean, it, the re- we've told the story before, but the the reason uh, the reason we killed landfill uh, it was a script writing exercise <laughs> in the sense that uh, when you write a, a script, um, there are certain beats you are supposed to hit, and uh, a script a movie script is broken into three acts. There's three pieces to it. And uh, the first act is the setup, and the second act is kind of the meat of what happens, and the third act is the resolution. And, and most movies are broken into those three pieces. And script writing 101, they say at the end of your second act, before you have your resolution, you have to hit rock bottom. So you have to hit rock bottom, and your character has to feel like they're fucked so that they can rise up again in the third act. And that's just a, like a, a rule to screenwriting. And we realized when we got to that point that we didn't have that moment. Yeah. We didn't hit rock bottom. <laughs> and that... And that maybe we should. And uh, as a joke, we were like, how would you hit rock bottom? Well, maybe one of us should die. And then I was like, well, fuck, one of us dies, and they're not in the third act. Well, because if I remember correctly, too, the studio, we kept proposing a few different things, and the studio just kept riding us. They're like, it's not low enough, not low enough. And finally, we're like, yeah, let's just fucking kill somebody. Yeah. And so 
we killed uh we decided to kill me and then uh realized that uh I wouldn't be able to be in the third act, which is the fun part of the competition. And so as kind of a fuck you to the three act structure, we decided we would say Let's kill him so that the audience feels bad, and then we'll just bring him back in the next scene. Yeah, but the 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 kill came with the with the idea that we were going to do that. Like we knew what we were doing the whole time. We knew that we would bring him back, Uh, and so we did it, and we presented that to the studio, and they're like, "What the fuck is this?" And we're like, "Oh, we think it's really funny." And that's that's a terrible idea. And the guy kind of shit on it. And then it ended up being one of the kind of more beloved parts of the movie is the the death and and rebirth of Landfill. Yeah, and I Landfill mean, too. Truthfully, it was one of the things that got us released at that particular <laughs> studio. <laughs> and then, released as in dumped. Is that what you're yeah, we uh, the project died the day that they let us know that they didn't <laughs> like that. And then uh, we, that same day, that same day, we wound up with Warner Brothers. Yeah. And um, and got the green light, which was amazing. Bada bing, bada boom. Thanks to the death of Landfill, maybe? Okay, next question. Yeah. I want to find a good one here. From Jacob Schur, at Jake Schur, he asks, of all the free drinks the true crew members have bought you, what are each of your least favorite? Hashtag bad booze. I well, there's a couple of answers to this kind of thing, because there's, you know, I remember that time we were at, um, what was it, in Minnesota where the guy brought me that uh, that Langan something beer. Yeah, and I didn't like it. Right, and I said so. Wait, was, was it the thing that had lemon in it or something? Yeah, it was a lemon beer. It was a lemon beer, right, right, right. And I like he handed it to me, and I, I was like, oh. I I'd already had it in like the town before. Yeah, and he brought it up. He's like, he gave it to me, and I was like, oh. This beer fucking sucks, and he had like made a special trip someplace, and like because you had said at one point that you really liked it, right? I never said it. Oh, you never liked said it. it. Okay. No, nah. it was Lining Kugel. Yeah, was it Lining Kugel. Uh, yeah, it was whatever okay. the Lining. Well, okay. I don't okay. know what it is. Okay. okay. But uh, but I hurt his feelings. Okay. Do you remember that? I do, I, and it was a visible thing. Like you visibly hurt his feelings, and that's why when the true crew gives us booze, you shut the fuck up and you drink it. Sure. <laughs> but then now on the flip side, there are those times where like. We've been, we've gotten shots sent to us on stage, right? And it's a variety of shots, and you and I, like for whatever reason, have forgotten our rules of not doing shots on right. stage. And then here we are doing shots, and like all different kinds of shots. Right, right. And um, you know, the problem is that uh, if you say something now, then that's what the true crew's going to get you, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's just say I hate blowjob shots because I hate the whipped cream and. I know I can always predict though where we're going to get a fireball shot. What kind of town uh, do you get a fireball shot? Well, like when we were just up at uh, Stratton Mountain, yeah. I predicted fireball shot, and then sure enough, afterwards a guy brought us fireball shots. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, it's like a, something you need on a on a cold night. Any like cold party town, <laughs> like Str- I mean, we were performing at an apres ski bar. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's got that has. Fireball written all over it. Miami's another place where you might get Fireball. Sure. Because Pitbull sings a song about it. <laughs> it's one of his big hits called Fireball, if you oh. didn't know. If you didn't know. Oh, is that what you dance to on New Year's Eve? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we did. And we do. Um, okay. C.S. Bradley at NCIC Hit wants to know one thing about each of you that nobody knows. One like, thing about you that nobody knows. So I'm telling a secret about myself? I guess so, yeah. Okay, I'll tell I'll tell people something about myself that that nobody knows. I think that nobody knows. Okay, 
in my uh, parents' apartment building in New York City. Yes. They've, you know, storage down in the basement. Right. And right across the hallway. It's like the kind it's like a basement you'd see in a horror movie. Like you go down there and it's like little light bulbs with a little chain on them. Okay, yeah, sure. And, and it's like, you know, I mean, it's a it's a 12-story building. Right. With four units on each floor. So there's, you know, there's 48 apartment unit storage. So it's, you know, it's a pretty large underground catacomb. Sure, a lot of shit down there. And uh, down so across from mine, mine is right at the end. Okay. of a of a little maze corridor. Yeah. And right across from mine, there's a hallway. And that, that it's I'm, a corridor. I'm creeped out now. It's a narrow corridor, and that narrow corridor is pitch black. Okay. And to light it up, you have to walk in about five feet to get to the first light bulb. And then it still turns pitch black like ten feet after that. It goes down to... I've never been wow. down there. Wow, wow. I've never been down there. It goes to hell? Well, even at my age now, yeah. I'm still too scared to go into that corridor. Like, okay. I hate being down there alone. And when it's time to leave, like, I turn off the light, mm-hmm. and then everything gets pitch black, and I fucking sprint out of there. Okay, so so why don't you bring a flashlight down there? I do, but that, I don't, like, the it's so black in there. Because it's like Blair Witch, like, you're going to flash the light across something and see something you don't want to see. Yeah, you'll see some eyes. Right. Anyway, I, like, I have goosebumps right now. Like, when I was a kid, that it terrified me. As an adult, it still terrifies me. Okay. So I am afraid of that corridor in my parents' basement. How's that? Okay. That's that's a pretty good. So the Did you know that, that about Nobody me? knew. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were afraid of the basement in your parents' thing. Yeah, I'm afraid of the basement. Okay. God, well, now I have to tell you something. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> and you're, you're a heavily guarded person. Like, you don't... I know. I don't think I know anything about you, Kev. You know everything about me. I don't think I know anything. But I have to tell you something that no one knows, like not even my wife or anything like that. Um, okay, how's this? Uh, I've recently developed a pretty bad case of tennis elbow. <laughs> okay. Okay. And my ligaments are pretty much shot in my elbow, and nobody knows that. My wife doesn't know that. Like, I have trouble picking things up. Kevin. Yeah. I'm sad that you took this long to tell me, but I had a bad case of tennis elbow, yeah. and when I sprained my MCL... yeah. I went to this chiropractor, uh-huh. um, Dr. Spagnoli. Okay. Spags? Spags. <laughs> and uh, he's the chiropractor to Def Leppard. Okay. By the oh, way. really? In and fact, he, I think I told you. He's also the defensive coordinator from New York Giants. Spags. Go. <laughs> I think I told you that I met the, the one-armed drummer you from Def Leppard. You did tell me that. You did tell me his that. office. Yeah. He's sweating his balls off, too. Yeah. And, um, but so Spags, when I went in there, Spags, you know, it was my first session in there. Yeah. And he's like, so, okay, anything else besides your knee? Obviously, we have to work on your knee. I said, I got this wicked, my elbow is killing me. I think it's tendonitis. Right. He fixed it in one session. Really? What did he do? He, I'm he, not going to tell you. Yeah. What did he do? That's for me to know <laughs> and you to find out, Mr. Secretive. No, okay. what it was was he, he got, he's really strong. Okay. And he got in there and he literally broke down whatever it is, like that there's like the calcium deposits on your sure, whatever sure. it is. Scar tissue, whatever it is. He yeah. destroyed them with his bare hands. Wow. And then literally I've never had it since. Wow, really? I'm gonna refer you to this guy. Okay. Okay. Because I you know, I went home for Christmas and I went to my my cousin had a party, all the cousins get together and I went to his party and he had a sleeve on, like one of those compression sleeves. Yeah. I was like, "What's up?" He goes, oh, "My just my joints are just going. I'm getting too old, man. My joint." Getting and I, I, I could have taken that opportunity to be like, "You know what? Me too." But I didn't say that. But is it because you've got pride? You didn't want to say that no. you're, you're injured. Uh, it's not really pride. She said, "I don't want people to keep me asking me about it." Okay. Okay. Well, now <laughs> how's you, your elbow? What's wrong with your elbow? Now you got uh, me on your case. I know. Now, see, now fucking. Uh, I'll give you Spags' number. Okay. And you just go tell him. 
Steve Lemmy sent me. Okay. And he's going to cure you in oh, about... C.S. Bradley. He's going to cure you in 15 minutes. Um, okay. All right. Next. Okay. Let's get to this one, that which we've been uh, ducking. Uh, from Simon Delicta. Delicta. Oh, he sounds delectable. At Simon Delecta. Sounds delectable. And he says, um, Kevin and Steve, your relationship seems tenser than usual in the last few episodes. Is everything okay? Please don't break up. I only, you know, I remember a moment, well, I remember one from this podcast where we got annoyed with each other already. Yeah. And then last week I remember I said something about this podcast is going to air. I was talking about the order with which they were going to come out. Right. And you called me out on it. Right. And I didn't understand why, and you didn't want me to put the podcast in a box or, like, regulate it in any sure. way. And we, sure. we had a little bit of a thing about it. But but is that any different than every single episode that we do? No. <laughs> no. And no. I, 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 well, actually, Queen, I was deeply <laughs> affected by it. I, uh, I remember it. I think those things are funny at this point. Yeah. So, uh, wait, who asks? Simon Delectable? Yeah. Simon Delectable, I'm going to tell you this. Kevin and I, we're road husbands, and we're also good old friends. We're not breaking up anytime soon, are we, Kev? No, I don't think so. You know what? It, it leads, uh, also, I think we should fold in another question, which let me find it, that a guy asked, which lead me, led me to think about this, this same issue. Because, I, you know what? We have our little moments, but I don't think that they're... Um... Oh, here we go. This is... Oh, it's Simon Delecta. This is Simon Delecta, too. Wow, he's really into this. He asked the same kind of question. Here. He, his, another question he asked was, what was the lowest point of your friendship since college? Did you ever not speak to each other, and why? And uh-huh. I cannot think of a moment that... I mean, we've had, like, creative fights. I think you and I, though, in, in terms of the group, I mean, you and I have maybe had, like one or two like real fights and I, I I can never remember a time where we didn't speak to each other I mean I I, I think in Broken Lizard we're pretty good about that like we have some fights and we have fights where you think you wouldn't speak to a guy for a long time but you still do you mean generally speaking just generally yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like I feel like we'd never really get in that situation no it's not you know. um, I got mad uh, the other day around you when uh, we were driving the oh, car, yeah, it felt it felt like you were yelling at me. But I wasn't yelling at you. But no. I was mad. But, but I, then I felt bad afterwards. But it did start with an email where you said fucking uh, <laughs> either one, two sentences with one per sentence, or one sentence with two fucking. There were two fucks in that sentence. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't directed at you. In no, but what it was it was directed at my people. Right. It was directed at uh, people on my representation, representation team. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I was catching a lot of heat, kid. But that wasn't uh, it wasn't necessarily a fight that we had. So I can't. I mean, do you? Can you think of a time? No, and I'm even trying to think of like creative fights that we got into that we've got into, and I can't think of one. I mean, uh, no, I really can't. I like I I remember one time like getting into something and going to your house to work. Yeah, and wondering what it was going to be like, and then. I just sat down and we just started bullshitting and it was like nothing even ever came of it. I don't think we hold those grudges personally. No. I mean, you know. I mean, and even I get into big fights with creative fights and then they become jokes like a week later. In fact, uh, like it's funny, following up on the Dutch Fish editing uh, yeah. episode, like the other day, Jay was talking about it. You were not around and Jay was, I think it was Jay and Soder. Jay Soder and I were having a conversation about the editing room dynamics. I, it, I think it was at our test screening. We were catching Soder up because Soder's, you know, been not around. Right. And we we're catching him up on, you know, like 
some of the shit that's gone down in the editing room. Not yeah. that I've been there a lot, but like, but Jay was talking about some of the arguments that you guys had, yeah. and how ridiculous they were, and how they devolve into, you know, talking about fights you had back during the puddle cruiser days. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm sure. Yeah, you and I. No, we haven't had anything. Mm. I will say, like, if, if there's anything I would have to talk to you about, Kev, it's that you know. For the majority of our life and our friendship, you were the on-time guy, and for like the last five years, you've been the late guy. Um, what's up with that, bro? I don't know if I ever have been the on-time guy. You were always the on-time. Right? Really? Yeah. I, mean, I always felt like I was the ten to fifteen-minute late guy. You no, know, you're always the sergeant at arms guy. Like you know, you'd tap the watch and you oh. know, be like, "Hey." Well, that's because Chandler Sager makes you look good. You know what I mean? Even if you're the late guy, Chandler Sager is the fucking late guy. He's the late guy. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the one time that Shander Secker and I in New York City had a, we had a, a date? And <laughs> what do you mean a date? We were going to see uh, the Rolling Stones Rock and Roll Circus. It had, okay. When it, the movie. The movie. Right. We were seeing it at Lincoln Center. It had That movie had been um, banned or shelved right, by the Stones. Or, yeah, yeah, right. Nobody saw it, right? Yeah. And it's finally, so great. It's so great. In the 90s. I mean, this is like, this is probably even pre-Super Troopers days. Oh, yeah. We uh, they released it and yep. it played at Lincoln Center and Jay got two tickets through John Sloss, our okay. entertainment lawyer, okay. and uh, he invited me because he knew as you know that's my favorite band of all time, and we were going to meet early to like grab some dinner or something. Now Jay for the Chew Crew, he is for him to be an hour late is nothing out of the ordinary. I mean the guy misses airplanes right on a regular and basis and doesn't sweat it like won't apologize. Yeah. In fact, we've had him on the, I think his last time on the podcast or his, one of his last two times on the podcast, he talks about the fact that he doesn't give a shit about missing airplanes. Right. Although he did miss a flight to Chicago to catch the Cubs in the World Series. Oh, dumb. And he watched it in LAX at the bar and you know. That's a bad one. I that's a bad one. Anyway. Okay. So, I was an hour late to show up for our date and the reason was when going to meet Shander Sekar, you adjust your clock. Okay. And you adjust it significantly. And then right. on top of that... I always do that at the editing room, yes. Oh, yeah, you have to. And then, you know, to protect yourself. It's like you don't want to... Yeah. You'll go insane if you show up on time, one-on-one meeting with Shander Sekar. You're going to be sitting there for an hour. Right. I adjusted, and I showed up an hour late, and it was the one time where he had gotten there on time. Okay. And he was like... He, he said to me, oh, oh, my God, is this what it feels like when I do it to you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I felt bad. I was like, geez, you've been here an hour. He's like, yeah, I, got, I decided I was going to turn over New Leaf and get, and get here on time. It, it feels shitty. And I was like, yeah, dude, it feels fucking shitty. Uh, obviously, it didn't take with him. Sure. But uh, anyway. That's empathy. So that's called. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Let's keep firing here. Do it. Um, Scott Perkins Perky. at UMass JSP. Any good Jessica Simpson stories you can tell from the Dukes of Hazard shoot? Um, I had a I had a good one. I had a, well, I had a couple good ones. I think. I mean, she just she was just a sweetheart. I thought she was just so nice and sweet. She really was a person. Um, and um, I always felt bad because we're we're crass dudes. Yeah, we you sure know what I mean, we're crass assholes. We're crass holes. And I remember we finished shooting sh- uh, a thing. And we met up at a bar, and uh, the cast or whatever. And I was hanging out in the bar with her, shooting the shit with her, just talking about whatever, shooting or whatever it was. And uh, I, I said something, something, something. Goddamn, something, something, something. Right? Oh yeah, she's not just nice; she's religious. Right, and she and her like face scrunched up a little bit. 
And I was like, well, what? And she's like, um, could you could you not say GD? <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I didn't know what she was talking about, you know, because I'm such a fucking asshole. I, I, didn't yeah. even, I don't know what she's talking about, GD. What do you mean GD? And she's like, I, I thought it was some sort of code for something. I was like, I was like. I was like, what? And she's like, could you, when you talk, could you not say GD? And I was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then finally, she was like, you know, GD this, GD that. And I finally realized she said, she was saying, God damn. She didn't like me saying, God damn, using the Lord's name in vain. That's how pure she is, a pure of a person she is versus my crassness. Uh, I, but I always thought that was I funny. have often felt the same, Kevin. Yeah, I'm sure. I wish you just stop saying GD. Pull back the you know the JC <laughs> and the GDs and all that. Okay, sorry. Um, I remember you know I I did her uh, screen test. I played yeah Enos over at, on the Warner Brothers studio for the screen tests. Yeah, <laughs> apparently not well enough to get the <laughs> final <laughs> job <laughs> from Jasha and Sekhar. But um, anyway, and um, it was her. I won't say the other actresses that were there, but um, she was there, yeah. and. She the scene was that I was on the porch of a house and she came running up to the porch and up the porch steps to talk to Enos. Now, as you know, in, in the movie and the TV series, Enos and Daisy have a little flirtation. Sure. And um, but so they had her in short shorts and a T-shirt. Yeah. And she kept she did it Gorgeous. Like five times. And she was really, really spectacular. Yeah. And um, she kept. Running up the stairs, and I found myself incredibly <laughs> attracted to her. Right. But also because she was so nice. Sure. A really nice girl. And you know what? She did a great job in the screen test. Yeah. And on her first take, she came up and she nailed it, and I looked at the producer, Billy Gerber, because they wanted her for the part. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sure. uh, I saw that uh, Gerber and uh, and Jay were talking, and Jay <laughs> told me now that... Because Jay, I think, you know, wasn't... He had somebody else in mind. Well, he didn't want somebody pushed on him. He wanted to make the decision himself. Yeah. You know I mean? But then ultimately, you know. But he said, Gerber said to him, like, you know, like, it's going to be real tough now, buddy. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. It was, it was also funny. One of those times you were there when we went out. Because we would go out. We shot in Baton Rouge and we would go out. And, um, you know, she was very much in a fame bubble then. You know, she, it was very kind of interesting to see her. Like, for example, talk to Linda Carter. Linda Carter, you know had a very similar time in her life at that time where they're just huge you know, fame right. bubble. And so we would go out with Jessica and you know, her friends and the rest of the cast and, you know, you go to these bars or whatever and you get swarmed. And so, uh, you know, when she goes to a thing, they have they usually have like a roped off VIP section. Yeah. And so we went to this bar one night and it was completely fucking empty. <laughs> Remember this? Yeah. And they had a roped off section which was just like a corner of the bar. And because it was her, we all... Squoze into that yeah. section, it's but the a, whole rest of the bar was empty. Yeah, <laughs> we were in that stupid little section, yeah. and finally we're like, "What the fuck?" And then we we got out and we left that little section. Yeah. I will say, as a funny. footnote to everything, I was um, very close to her in that section, and that was actually the night she and I got to know each other for the first time. Okay, that's nice. And it was the kind of thing. That obviously, she was married. She was happily married. We were, we were close talking though, right? And she had her hands on my hips, right? Talking to me in my ear, similar to the Morgan Fairchild thing, like right <laughs> in the slam because the music was still loud in that part. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And so she was like, you know, kind of hollering in my ear, right? And you know, our bodies were touching. Sure, and you had already had an attraction to her. I was doubly attracted to her. Uh, she's great. She's I a great like girl. Um, I was just looking here. I, I found this one. Dean Hoover at KB Seven QDI. He he was the uh, 
uh, the question that I want to fold it to the other one. Thanks for doing Super Troopers 2. Who's the most laid back of the group? Mm. And I, w- I would say it was Chandra Sekar, going back to our conversation, because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he, he must be. The, he, he is the most laid back. Yeah. Like, I've had people ask me if he has emotions. <laughs> well, he's got, he's got uh, two emotions, <laughs> I think. Which are? A happiness and anger. A happiness and anger. Because like, Chandra Sekar can blow his top, too. Sure, sure. No, that goes back to our editing. We've had a, we've had a, some sweet editing room fights recently, I, uh, and you know now we laugh about them. But that's yeah, my point. Like you have a, a fight for one day, and the next day you start laughing about it. Well, and I'll and I'll say this. I, I also you know I, I don't want to misrepresent Jay. Um, yeah. The truth is, he's incredibly laid back with everybody. I, in yes, fa- he's unflappable. Yeah. But we are like family, and so we are the guys who can flap him. So oh yeah, with us he'll go. You know. He'll go zero to a hundred, yeah. and, and I don't give a, a shit about the laid back. That's fun. That's the fun part. Yeah, that is the good. Uh, Billy Mitchell, Billy Fly eighty eight. When is Super Troopers two coming Wait, out? Billy Mitchell, that's the bad guy from it uh, is, isn't it? King of Kong. King of Kong. You're right. Maybe this is the real Billy Mitchell. When Super Troopers two coming? I'm fucking dying to see it. Yeah, we covered that. We covered that. Uh, Victor Villarreal at Crichton O nine asked, "What was your favorite childhood toy? Favorite childhood toy? I um." I had uh, there was a time where I was really into like, the Marvel, the Marvel world, you know, back when we were little, mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of dolls. I had like the Hulk, and you know, I had all kinds of Iron Man, Spider Man, like the little action figure type things. Mm-hmm. But actually, not action figures, but the dolls, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I had I, know, I loved those things, and I played with them when I was a little kid, uh, and I kept them in a very kind of pristine way. And then uh, when my son came of the age where he was super into comic books. Uh, we were at my mom's house, and he found we found them, and we took them back here to my house, mm-hmm. and uh, immediately they got all fucked up. Like he didn't give a shit. Like they lost their clothes and their hats and their gloves and their arms, and they were broken. And I was like, dude, these things have lasted thirty fucking years. Yeah. And look what you did in a, like a day. Oh, you got pissed. Did you not have any toys when you were kids? Is that what you're trying to tell us here? No, no, no. I did. I did. I I, uh, I really liked. Um, my Legos. Yeah. Lego was a big part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I also had wacky packs. Remember what those? are those? Those are, the... those are the stickers that like make fun of different Oh, products. yeah, yeah. Those are funny, right? Yeah, they're funny. I bet if we saw them today, they wouldn't be as funny as we thought they were then. They have them still. They're not. You know, they're for kids. But I, I had a, uh, in my bedroom, I had a linoleum floor. And I stuck them all over the floor. Right. And, and Did then, your parents get pissed off about yeah, that? Yeah, my parents got really pissed off. Your dad's like, what the off. fuck is this? My parents got really pissed off. About that. What um, the fuck is this? Okay, here. Here we go. Uh, and also, I had the wacky melon. There's pictures of me with my wacky melon. What is that? It's a watermelon with eyeballs and wheels. That's and then like, what do you do? When you, I was you, three years old. I don't really remember. Is that a car or something? You yeah, drive you it pull around? it along and it, like, the wheels or the eyeballs roll around. Oh, okay. All right, here. This one. Enchilada mole. What's better, cookies and milk or pie and ice cream? I don't have that on my list. Where, where did that question? I don't know. Am I not included on that? Okay. okay. Cookies and milk or pie and ice cream? I'm going pie and ice cream. I originally thought I was going to say cookies and milk because I do love like chocolate chip cookies and milk. Sure. But then I was thinking like pie and ice cream, like ice cream in and of itself is one of my favorite desserts of all time. Sure. It's not my favorite. Sure. Okay. Like, I love ice cream. Okay. Really, I think a pie and ice cream is more of a, a, a special occasion thing. And, and, you know, going back to our Budweiser conversation, mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, I'd be more of a cookies and milk guy. Okay. That's where I'm going to come Hey, listen, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Uh, Corey Bernstroff, our old friend here uh, at C. Steve Byrne, 
uh, fuck, Mary, kill your characters from your movies. Yeah. I think I... Well, you'd have to fuck Juan Castillo. Oh, you definitely would. Um, I think I'd marry Finkelstein. Okay. Because <laughs> he's a good provider. Yeah, you know, and, and a nice guy. He's not going to hurt you. Yeah. And you'd have to kill Mac, I think. I guess so. Okay. You'd have to kill Mac. Okay. I, I think we know who we'd kill of your characters. Um, well, we'd marry Farva. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Uh, you gotta, for me, you got to fuck Lars. got to right? fuck Lars. you got to fuck Lars from Club Dread. Uh, his long flowing locks. Uh, you got to kill Farva. Mary, I guess. Uh, what about uh, Rich uh, Parente from uh, Slam and Salmon? I think you marry Rich Parente. He He's did. a manager. He married uh, the, the champ's sister. He had triplets. Yeah. I think you got to marry Rich Parente. Yeah, I think you Salmon. got it. I think okay. you got it. There you go, Corey. Um, okay. Here's one. Go. Thomas Wortham. Yeah. At T. Jones F. Yeah. Um, he said, if the Super Troopers characters were in a Club Dread scenario, who would survive and who would be the killer? Maybe Thorny would be the killer. What about Coxie? What Captain O'Hagan? He, you know what? In real life, <laughs> Brian Cox would be the killer because he fucking hates us. It's he sweet. hates us in a loving, fatherly way, though, right? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. But, like, um, you know, after this shoot, like, we've to- I think we've told a story about in the first Super Troopers you know, he uh, we shot that scene at night where he does his, you know, he trashes Grady's lawn. Right. And that was the night we were, you know, we were a little hopped up. Right. And uh, we were just dicking around in the back of that car, and he was exhausted. It was like five in the morning, and he said, whatever happened to Kraft? <laughs> right, right. He now, this, he got that in spades in Super Troopers, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. we wrote yeah. much more of him into the movie. He's in way more of the movie. And we shot a lot of him at night. Way more at night. And he, he after nine o'clock... Coxie turns into a pumpkin. He re- and a mean pumpkin. <laughs> uh, I got one here. Jamie Elkins at Silent Snooch. Um, she says, is there anything that the Kickstarter didn't cover that you would have liked to have shot for SD2? I was thinking about this recently, and it's, it's one of the annoying things about filmmaking in general is how expensive music is. Like, you know, like, remember we had a joke, for example, for Rabbit... And uh, where he sings a song, right? Right. And uh, we realized we couldn't pay for the song, and so we had to go with an alternate joke. Mm-hmm. And I find there there are times like that. Like there are other songs that fit so well into the movie that you know, and you can't. You know, you're not going to end up using them because sure. you can't pay for them. Because given the budget, of super troopers and how expensive. I mean, music is ridiculous. Like music is like. I I can't remember like hundreds of thousand dollars for a song, hundreds of thousands of dollars for yeah, a like famous what was, song. Uh, like whole, well, we couldn't get a whole lot of. We couldn't get the uh, Led Zeppelin song because well, mean, that's for I, Dukes. But in 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 Beer Fest, for example, we got that ACDC song, and that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Two fifty or so at least. I don't know. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so now you get into the situation where you're making the movies, and you really want a song, and you can't use a song because you can't pay for the song. Tell the Puddle Cruiser story. What's the Puddle Cruiser story? You know, the, um, the time of the season. Oh, right. We, we, we had written, well, we were green then, but we had written a joke around a song, which was uh, the zombies, time of the season. It's the time of the season for loving. Right, so we did a joke to the, to the beat of that song, and then uh, we had to go get it. And in those days... We didn't really have a music supervisor. We, we did have a music supervisor, but it was also like, I think Baracci was a music supervisor, but it was also like everyone divvied up the work. So it was my job to call up 
the guy who owned the rights to that song or controlled the rights to that song to see if we can get that for cheap to, to in order to use in that movie. And it was like it was like one of those old like Rhino Records or RKO Records or whatever. And I call the guy up, and it was like straight out of Central Casting, like the old timey guy talking like this. Yeah, how you doing, son? Probably in a cluttered fucking yeah, office. just like a stacks of paper on his desk and yeah. on the floor. And I was son, you know, and Sonny. What can I do for you, Sonny? You know, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to uh, uh, talk to you about the potentially getting the rights to the song. And, and he just fucking laughed at me. He's like. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He said, I make a living off that song. I said, you think I'm going to give you that song for nothing? And I was like, well, we're an independent film. It's low budget. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I get offers for that song every day. I'm not going to give you that song. And so we got fucked. We couldn't. It's strange to me because couldn't use that song. That guy makes a living off that song, and yet he talked him. He talked you out of giving him twenty grand. Or I guess he, we weren't. No, no, we weren't even. We were asking for festival rights at that oh, point. Right, yeah, we were right, like, right. which was the, is the independent film. He was right to way of us. saying don't. Well, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, you know, in the spirit of creativity. Yeah, help out, help out a youngster. It's like it's not like I I got Tom Cruise in my movie. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I made a movie for a hundred thousand bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to use your song. But that was our mistake of writing it in. And then so what happens is then you put a song in there and it's not as good. And, you know? Yeah. And the sa- it was the same way in uh, Slam and Salmon, which was always bummed me out, was that we, that kissing, there's a kissing scene between Soder and uh, Kobe Smulders in the movie and this camera circling him. And we had put uh, Journey, a Journey song in there. Mm-hmm. I think Open Arms. Yeah. And it was so funny, cheesy, uh, the way it worked. And we loved it so much. And then we couldn't pay for the song. And so we put a rip-off version in there. And yeah, well, that's what you, you do. You watch it every time, and you want to see the thing. But whatever. That's fine. Anyway, so Jamie, thank you for the question. Uh, she also said, how come you're so awesome? I've met you twice, and both times were magical, and I love listening each week. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. That's so nice. Thank, thank you, you, Jamie. Yeah, now? this is Dustin Sunquest. If you had to choose... Sunkissed? Sunkissed. Sunquist. If you had to choose one person to be in your next film, who would it be and why? I'm still going to say Sam Elliott, God damn it. Yeah. God, I love that dude. Fuck yeah, if, bro. If Peaceways was alive, I'd say Peaceways. But since we're, we're without the services of Peaceways now, I'm going to go Sam Elliott. How about you? Steven Seagal? I don't know that I'd do Seagal. <laughs> I, don't, he's not, I mean, there are guys I, I think I want to work with more than Seagal. What? What are you talking about? Come on, Seagal. Give me a fucking break. Let's see. What uh, Eric at Erock three three eight two writes. Let's play extended reality. When Cleon Slam and Salmon died, R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Did Rich take over the restaurant? I think his wife took over the restaurant because she's now the Slam and Salmon, right? She is. She's his sister. Yeah. She took it over, and the and now the triplets are running the show. Yeah, and because uh, because Rich Prenti is a pussy. I mean, let's not he is a pussy. Let's not kid each other. That was his whole. He is a pussy. Uh, Matt Cannon at Cannon at Cat Manon. Matt Cannon at Cat Manon. Look at that. Uh, hashtag Chew Crew. What's your favorite poster for a Broken Lizard movie, and why? Mine is the underrated Club Dread. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I love any of them. I like Club Dread, and that was that was kind of fun to shoot because we actually really did go to a pool, and we all got into the pool and shot those pictures. Yeah. I like that. I didn't like that one, and I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me why. Because we made Super Troopers. It was our first studio movie. Sure. Or, you know, it was first big release, and we were upside down on that poster. In what, Club Dread? In Super Troopers. Right, Super Troopers, yes. And it was like... It was just intentionally, intentionally, but also like it was like there are no stars in this movie, so we're going to flip them upside down so you can't tell. Yeah, and it works. And you know what? Like I actually, I like it now. Yeah. 
But I, at the time when Super Troopers came out, I was like, eh, it kind of sucks that we're upside down. Like, you know, I wanted to get a little fame out of this thing. Sure. But sure. okay, whatever. Then Super Troopers did well. You thought, okay, next movie, Club Dread. And in Club Dread, they still mostly had us upside down. Right. I was one of the upside down guys. Yeah, you were upside down. I was not. You were not. And I had the girl, so it doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. But you are upside down. I was not. I was like sideways and kind of upside down. I was at like two o'clock. Sure. Okay. Upside down. So okay. that. So I didn't like that one. Okay. Um, I you know I didn't love the. I mean I like the beer fest poster, but you know again it's like beer fest. Uh, there were a lot of prototypes that were better. I felt and and uh, it was another one of those examples where they wanted to shrink us down because they wanted to put bigger things on the poster, like random women who aren't in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's the story of our lives. I'll tell you what poster I do love. What is the mock-ups for the, some of the Super Troopers two things that have already like? Oh, okay. I, I've liked some of those. Okay, you like some of those have been well. It's like the number two is a mustache, you know. Like uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think another thing which we've learned is that um, a lot of times now they make posters after the fact, and so they'll you know take random pictures and superimpose them, and put them together, and mock shit up, not using the real photos. Where there's nothing better than a proper photo shoot. Sure. Or using real things from the from the movie, because you, you get those things where you, like Club Dread was kind of silly because none of us had the same hair. Yeah, they put like random wigs on us, uh, you know. So it's always better to have a real movie sh- thing. And so we we did a poster shoot. Oh, you mean when for we shot Beer Fest? Beer Fest. I guess both of them, Beer Fest, Club Dread. Well, we had a you know Slam and Salmon is a totally manufactured poster. Like totally. my body is on someone else's head, and that's one of the ones. And you can see, you can see a lot of a lot of rom coms or like ensemble coms do that, where you'll see like a bunch of people on the poster and they're looking in different directions. Right, they'll slap them all together. That's, they that's they were never in the same room. But we had a proper <laughs> photo shoot for Beer Fest. Yeah. Although I know for my character, for instance, like that was lo- well after my hair was, I had a wig on. Right. And then, uh, for Club Dread, we had a proper photo shoot. Right. But we had all start, started to put on the extra weight that comes, you know. Sure. After you filmed when we were getting shape, and then you have we ever done a proper photo shoot on set? Yeah, Super Troopers too. Super Troopers too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Dan at Dad Vader forty four. I, I I like this question. I want to tell you this story. Dan at Dad Vader forty four. Uh, are either of you guys wrestling fans? If so, did you watch the Royal Rumble this weekend? Who's your number one wrestler? Here's the thing about this, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid. Fell off from it. Then my kid, all of a sudden, was this wrestling fan. Huge wrestling fan. Like, you've been in his room. He has John Cena shit all over his walls. Yeah. And, and we went to rest, a wrestling thing. I got back into it with him. We had a great time, whatever. And then just one day, boom, cold turkey. Done. Your son is done with wrestling? Done. Even after a friend of ours worked with John Cena and yes. got John Cena to send a video on Thanksgiving. Yes. And, and... uh now he's I mean, done. he likes John Cena still, but it's like uh, he, he used to watch Raw every week, three hours, and uh, he used to watch, like, I got the WWE app, and he would watch wrestling all the time, all the time, all the time, and then he just stopped. What happened? I don't know. Have you talked to him? I've been asking this question, and I don't know. It's like, it's as if one of the wrestlers, like, fucking said something to him, and he's upset about it. That's how bad it is. Like, yeah. I'm like... Cold tur- I was like, why don't you want... He goes, I don't know. I'm done with it. And I was like, dude, you were obsessed with it. We went to the fucking Staples Center, whatever it was, the Honda Center. Yeah. And we went to a match, you know, and he just he wasn't into it. John Cena sent him a videotape. I know. You would, you'd expect him to be riding high right now. Cold turkey, dead, out, gone. Uh, so anyway, Dan, that is at Dad Vader, I mean, 
I, we, we had a, a, a renaissance not a year ago. And I liked a lot of the guys. Like I like Roman Reigns. You know, I like I like his look. Who's the guy you know with the mean? long hair? That's Roman Reigns. Okay, he's in like a TV commercial now with like a little girl. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a you know there's a lot of good characters. You know, like I love Chris Jericho. He's a funny fucking dude. Yeah, I like Chris Jericho. And uh, uh, but anyway, those are the guys I like. But now I don't watch anymore. So sorry. Okay. Sorry, Dad Vader. All right. Um, Let's wrap this shit up. Should quick. we do it? Do you want to do it one more, or are you are we good? We good. can do one more if you want. David at David Whaley. Whaley. I can't spell it. David Whaley. Okay, he says, um, I'm at the store. Should I get Cheetos or should I get the generic giant 500-count cheese balls? See, he doesn't say what size Cheetos he wants to get. Well, I think he's what he's saying is you just get a regular bag of Cheetos. Or cheaper. Or the cheaper more. I go cheaper more. Really? Yeah, you got to get volume on that. That's cheaper. Oh, I don't. I go regular Cheeto because you can't you can't compete with that crunch. You know, I'm going to tell you this, Queen. There yeah. are a lot of good cheese puff brands out there right now. Sure, sure, but a there's a difference between puff and crunch, though. Well, I mean, yeah, that's right? If you're going puffy or cheese or puff baked. is different than than sure. well, that than that's Cheetos. a whole that's a whole other issue. But he's saying Cheetos or the cheese balls. You know, I think he should cla- he should have clarified. <laughs> All right, Dave, come on, clarify that for us, would you? Yeah, um, I'm a Jacks man too. By the way, Jacks are delicious. What's Jacks? Jack's? They're like a different kind of cheese puff. They're okay. like a corn puff. Anyway, okay. that's a whole nother okay. thing. I'm going right. to chew that's, those on my way out. That's neither here nor there. That's what happened on the way out. I'm going to chew that on my way um, out. Okay. Thank you. We didn't get everyone's questions, but... Here's, um, something, here's something people don't know about me. I yeah. used to uh, put cheese doodles in cottage cheese as a snack. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. I loved it. I used to go eat as many cheese doodles as I can without... Licking my fingers just to see how thick that cheese could That's get the on only there. Way to do it, bro. And then at the end, the last thing you do is you fucking yeah. carve that cheese off your fingers. Scrape it off with your teeth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to. Um, okay, Chew Crew, thank you so much. Thank you for the questions. Uh, we have so many questions here that we didn't answer. We should probably just do it again, but uh, uh, but we appreciate it. I love the questions. I like the questions a lot. It's really we'll, fun. We'll try to do them more frequently. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, that's it. That's all we got. You're gonna do, you need Cheetos on the way out, or Cheetos and cottage cheese. Okay, I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are you eating? Okay, I'm gonna have the same thing. Can oh, I okay. eat Cheetos? Yeah, have some. I'm gonna get some orange on my fingers. Okay, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Chew Crew. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Now leaving Nerdist.com.